Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with writer, TikTok creator, and Matthew McConaughey impressionist, Maddie Conahan, faster than you'll subscribe to his TikTok channel. 200,000 and growing. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Maddie, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Logan, you're too kind. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Of course. It's so good to see you. Uh, oh, Good to see you, too. I do have to do the disclaimer because I always do this. So Maddie and I worked together previously. People like our – I get hate mail if I don't like disclose that I actually have met you or had, you know, like we've known each other in some capacity before. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, you, you like had a jump start. You didn't start off your friendship through the recording. Yeah, what gives? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you guys, this is you take this way too literal. Yeah, They're like you lied to me. <laughs> okay. I'm never going to tell them that I actually record in a spare bedroom. Right, right. <laughs> How's your week going? It's early in the week. Oh man, the week's been going great. Um, live out in just I was living in Ireland for a couple of years and moved out to California. So it's just wild how there, there's just so much to do. It's crazy. Uh, out on hikes, I'm doing the stereotypical Cali stuff. I've been saying hella. Oh yeah. Just unironically these days. So that's me. That's the whole new me. Are you going to have blonde hair in the summer? <laughs> Frosted tips at least, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just carrying a surfboard. I'm disappointed if I didn't do that. I actually love Frosted tips. Since the nineties are coming back, I'm thinking about just d- doing it again. And just like just showing up to work one Monday and like pretending like I didn't do anything different. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you got those reports ready? Like, Logan, we got to talk about it. I got a tip for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. How's it been going? It's been an okay week on my end, too. It's, uh, I did find – this is really exciting. I found a single bottle, a solo bottle of the Flamin' Hot Cheeto-flavored Mountain Dew, which wow. I'm very excited to try. You can just sell that on Pawn Stars and make a killing. Or take that to an <laughs> antique road show and have them appraise it. I would, I yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm like kind of scared to try it, but I'm also going to maybe do like an Instagram live and do a taste test on mm-hmm. it. Maybe shake it up. <laughs> be like, it's, how many shakes? 1,000 shakes and then I'll crack this bad boy. <laughs> drop a mento in it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It be some nuclear fission is going on in there. Uh, I'll have to do that outdoors though because yeah. we rent and I'm not about to pay that. No, no. I, I want to need my deposit back. When did you find this, this can here? Uh, let's see. What is today? Monday? Uh, it's it's just Sunday at the at Walmart, of course. Wow, mm-hmm. at Walmart. Yeah, you sure it wasn't in the parking lot of a Walmart? No, no. Just or in a dumpster? <laughs> I <laughs> I'm very strict. Like I don't look at the ground of a Walmart parking lot. It's a rule yeah. that I have. I've seen some really unsavory things over the years in Walmart parking lots. And so I just keep looking straight ahead and keep my eye on the prize of my car to get the fuck out of there. Hell yeah. I think I think you'd appreciate this too. I was at a Walmart recently. I had a buddy um, from Ireland uh, who's an absolute character, good man. It's Tommy. Tommy. Of course it is. But he uh, – yeah. <laughs> he, he's from the west of Ireland, lives in a van, bunch of surfing, good man. But he came over to visit in LA and I was like – he goes, I want to go to Death Valley and Las Vegas. Okay. Because on a map, it looks like they're maybe 20 minutes away from Los Angeles. I'm like, hey, that's, that's a pretty big drive. But yeah. we did it because I had that Monday off after Easter. So we just did this big drive. And he just wanted to see 
a slice of Americana and, and there is no greater spectrum of America in this world than Las Vegas yeah. and Death Valley, I guess. Cause you got that, you know, the regal beauty of the national parks and things like that. And then you get to Vegas <laughs> all in the same day where I'm like, this, these people are real. <laughs> yeah. You have the Uber wealthy throwing money, stacks of money down. And then you've got, you know, people in bathrobes throwing nickels into slot machines and you go, yeah. yeah, this is it. And then we went to a Walmart. I was like, if you, if you liked Vegas, yeah. you're going to love this Walmart. <laughs> and, yeah. What did he think? Um, did he move here? No, no, he, <laughs> he was, I don't know if I convinced, I think, you know, he was convinced by LA and like the beaches and stuff, but Las Vegas is, is one of those places where I, I'm not a big fan, but you go for one day and you're like, okay, I, yeah. my body, I feel like I've just been in a wrestling match. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, Vegas is an interesting city. It's, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been, I mean, I've been a few times, but. I feel like you should go like once a decade to see how it's changed since the last time you've been. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of in that stage where a lot of my friends are getting married and having bachelor parties and everyone just goes, got to go to Vegas. Oh, I'm like, I don't know if I have to, <laughs> but it's, uh, but yeah, they're like maybe seven days in Napa. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm running out of excuses for the long stuff. It's crazy. I, you're, you're, you're a little younger than me, but you're, um, age range of people have really taken the wedding experience and just made it insane. It's wild. Yeah. It's insane. It's madness. I I, I actually just posted a video on, on my Instagram about this yesterday where I, like people, somebody invited me to a wedding and I was like, Oh, is this a misprint? Like, no, it's on a Thursday oh. and it's very far away. And I go, what? Like, I don't know what you want me to do there. Like, I can't fly to South Carolina on a Thursday. Like, this is right. It's very odd to go this. Yeah. But maybe I will. I probably will. <laughs> I gotta be there. Yeah. Realistically, I have no. I think maybe it's the pandemic where people are just like, "Hey, let's." I don't, I don't know. Last time we were there, we took this picture um, of like these. What are they called? Showgirls? Yeah, these showgirls who were like on a smoke break. And, like, they were just sitting, like, on the curb in filth, but, like, in mm-hmm. pure sequins, like, smoking cigarettes and, like, had their uniforms, like, halfway on and halfway off. And I was like, that is the perfect, like, summation of of yeah. Vegas in that one photo. It's incredible. Did you have that photo or is it? Yeah, but it was shot on, like, an iPhone 8 or something probably because it was years ago. So. That's even more. The graininess is what? Yeah. I'll see if I can find it and, and send it to you. Add that Sicario yellow tint to it, maybe. Oh yeah, it, I was looking back through my Instagram, my Instagram feed, and it's just like interesting how like the aesthetics have changed. Like all the photos at first, I did like in the very same filter, you know, like they look exactly the same. And then I don't know, it's just really weird. Yeah, it's like MySpace era. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I love my. I miss MySpace so much. It was cutthroat. <laughs> Um, well, thanks for, thanks for coming on. It's, it's awesome to have you and to catch up with you. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen, so I'll just give a quick premise overview. Um, the first round of the interview is called the fast forward round. Uh, one thing that has changed is that, um, I have setting a timer for myself because I have a tendency people would write in and say, I love the fast forward round, but guess what? You're not fast, Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're setting timers and you know, it's like, I'll set it for 20 minutes. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, it's new. Give us feedback. Let us know what you think. 
And then the second round is called five for five. So you have five questions that you can ask me. I have five questions for you. And then the last round will um, play with a fast friend's fortune teller where it'll reveal an activity and then we'll end with a friend request. <laughs> is that a cootie catcher? Is that what I'm looking at there? It is. It's, yeah, um, yeah. It's custom too. I mean, not to brag. For the listeners at home, it's it's a very regal piece of of paper with some with some great 90s bands on there. I, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. I'll keep I'll keep the surprise. I'm just going to build the suspense here for you. And I mean, I don't want to brag, but it's printed on cardstock, so hot dog. It's not it's not your standard Kinko's paper. You you updated it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cuz I would if it was regular, I would just I'd have logged off 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I don't blame you. So thank no, God. We, <laughs> no. we spare no cost on this podcast. Huge. Huge. <laughs> Any questions before we start or we'll jump we can just jump right in. Let's jump right in. Hit me with the awesome. fast forward. Fast forward. I'm setting that clock. 20 minutes. Let's go. Uh, okay, so my research, if I'm doing it correctly, I believe that you were raised in Bethesda, Maryland. Is that accurate? That's exactly right. Yeah. That is exactly right. Did you know that's in the D.C. area for people that may not have? I was actually born in D.C. Okay. I'm wondering where you got this information from. I'm excited to find out. But it's everywhere. Um, the uh, Yeah, I was born in D.C. on um, October 9th. My social security number. No, it's um, – yeah, it's yeah. – I was born there, and then I moved to Maryland when I was a wee boy, when I was seven years old. Okay. But, uh, but my whole family's from Maryland. Uh, like, my mom's from Southern Maryland. My dad's from kind of the D.C. area of Maryland, and, and we grew up in Bethesda. Okay. Very charmed life. Yeah. I, I looked up Bethesda, yeah. as as I typically will try to do. Uh, there mm-hmm. were some interesting, notable residents from there. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Daniel Stern. Yes, who, from Marv. We obviously know and love from Home Alone. Yeah. He's great. Juliana Rancic. Which is surprising. My ex. No, yeah. She actually went to <laughs> Walt Whitman High School. So the high school where all my friends went to. Okay. Um, yeah. she's And so did uh, Jeff Tremaine of the Jackass. Franchise. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he went to the same high school too. Interesting. Spike Jones was Spike listed Jones. on their Wikipedia yes. page. The last two really threw me. So it was Maury Povich and Connie huh. Chung, who are married, oh. by the way. Power couple. So did they like know each other before they were on TV? I'm very – I have – I know that you are not Maury or Connie Chung, but I have a lot of questions about their relationship. And if they're listening, out on that. they're more than welcome to be a guest on this podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, Maury actually, he just texted me. He said, good luck on the show. I'm an avid listener, so this is big for all of us. Okay. Um, no, Maury's kid went to my rival high school. Couldn't call him out of a lineup of two. I have no idea who he is. But um, yeah, I think – I don't know how that – there's got to be some you know inner work. There's that daytime television inner sanctum, you know. There's a yeah. lot of nepotism going on or Absolutely. intramarital. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't want to ask questions. I don't want to, you know, wake the beast. It's like Scientology. I think daytime television has sort of that same lore where you don't want to rattle the cage. You just kind of want to I do. step back, so. let Jerry Springer lead the charge. <laughs> I uh-huh. um, and Jerry Springer's from Cincinnati, as you know. So Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, you did not know? He used to be the mayor there. What? Yeah. He held public office? He held a public office. He, I believe, as as legend has it, wrote a check to a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after <laughs> after he was no longer mayor, he became a newscaster. Wow! Um, on channel, he, I used to watch him doing the evening news on Channel Five. It was him and Norma Rashid was the female anchor. Ama- amazing hair. She had the best news anchor hair. Um, Gotta have it. Yeah. And then. Well, wait. So did did Jerry Springer? 
go from mayor to check for the prostitute and then news guy? Or what was the order of that? I think that was the order, technically. I think there were some some gaps in there, maybe. So kind of a reverse Marion Barry scenario. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Okay. The he was the mayor when he wrote the check. Mm. <laughs> he wrote mayor. Yeah. Mayor Jerry Springer. And he used to do um he had a he had a segment on the news that was like that ultimately I think led to his um like talk show it was called like jerry's jerry's commentary or something and it had his little signature on the screen and when he was like talking he was sounding off about some local issue <laughs> sorry i've got i've gotten us way off topic uh speak we're a big fast forward <laughs> <laughs> we just said the, the the area that i'm from and we- <laughs> what um speaking of tv though is there a tv family that you think that most rep like would most represent your family like that you would align to most closely Definitely not going to say the Cosby. Mm. It's probably not dated well. The uh, damn TV family that. Mm, I I so I'm in the middle of five kids. Okay. Um, and we were all one year apart. Like well, most of us are Irish twins, so we're all super close. We get along well. You know, you got your classic sibling spats, but um, yeah, we're all really close, and it's a group of in a of really awesome you know family near a park in Maryland. Um. Out of a dog that's twenty years old, so you know. Wow. It's uh yeah. I'm trying to think of a, of a family, a sitcom family that would. It sounds very picturesque. Like probably Modern Family. I would say like Modern Family. Okay. But very traditional, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just just as white as they can yeah. come. <laughs> so cool. Imagine Modern Family, but everybody is uh, just super Irish Catholic. <laughs> this sounds amazing. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. What um. You could use a bit of diversity. (laughs) Uh, When you started going to school, like elementary school, were you like somebody that brought Mm -hmm. your lunch? You seemed like somebody that would bring your lunch to school instead of eating the cafeteria food to me. Big bring your lunch to school family. Mom would just kind of like stack all the – we would slow – you know, we're growing boys. You know, it's the three – me and my my older brother, younger brother, we were all – you know, we all were in elementary school at the same time, all five of us. So it was like – my mom would make probably 10 turkey sandwiches and just cut them with one big knife and we'd, you know, put them in there. Um, but one day a week we would go school lunch, which was great. So it was like, you know, four, four of the five days we'd bring lunch and then one day a week you're like, oh, French bread pizza's on the menu. Yeah, yeah. Or popcorn shrimp. Oh. And that was a big one. So you're like, you, you kind of wanted to have one day where you could get lunch with your buddies, um, all the kids whose parents didn't love yeah. them and make their lives. <laughs> Um, no, but it was, yeah, it was good. It was a good balance of, uh, bringing your lunch and it was, uh, we were never the fruit roll up family. That's unfortunate. We were the big kind of off brand, um, no sweets and stuff. Um, we were that family. Okay. So I'd always try to barter to get my sh- shitty banana yeah, yeah. <laughs> for fruit roll up and that would never, never be the case. So off brand in the sense that like you weren't eating the stereotypical like seven year old food for lunch, but not off brand like you're shopping at Aldi. No, it was like Safeway, Safeway brand. Okay. You know, we classed yeah. it up. I like that. I like that. <laughs> what kind of extracurriculars were you involved in? Extracurriculars. Um, what was it? I played a lot of, you know, like rec sports. Um, I, I was on a rec, like, you know, soccer, basketball, things like that. For my rec basketball team, I was never very good, but I got uh, my award in fourth grade was Mr. Reliable. Oh, okay. Um, but I wasn't at the banquet, so I didn't receive the award. So that was a tough one. Yeah. But I, yeah, other activities. Um, I did 
a fair bit of you know drama, mm-hmm. which was fun. But when you're that age, you're kind of like cool with it until maybe fourth or fifth grade, and then you go, I gotta only do sports. So right. made that pivot back, but in my heart of hearts, wanted to be acting and you know on stage and being silly. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a struggle. How about yourself? I did not. You, this will surprise you. I did not play a lot of sports even after fourth grade. <laughs> no, no recreational wrestling clubs. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, just at home. No luchador synonymous. With my brothers, we would have a uh, hardcore matches and shit. Yeah, you know, same. Mm-hmm. We were big. Yeah. Uh, just um, this is going to sound so uh, fabricated, but it, we were a big family of like a dinner bell, and we just don't go inside. And then we'd go home, get off the bus at like three something. And then we just run to the creek near our house until dark. And we'd build forts with our neighbors and uh, we'd hear the bell. Or we'd play like kick the can. or ba- There was a big kind of park nearby we'd run to. And if we heard the bell, we came back for dinner, which was really fun. And that was it. We were kind of the same. Uh, yeah. Build zip lines and jump BMX jumps. Oh, we were not. In the creek. We weren't that cool. We did build forts, though. Uh, and we would eat our fruit roll-ups in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Where mom and dad, and then you, I think I, I, I was, I guess I'm a little younger than you, but we were the, um, can't use the computer because computer games were still in, but you couldn't use the computer because mom was expecting a phone call oh, yeah. within that hour. Yeah. So it was like, you couldn't use the computer except for these sort of half hour spans. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was, oh, that was, yeah. Jeez. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Or somebody would call and then like bump you off the internet. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, damn it. It's our neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just walk over. What do you want? Yeah, dummy. <laughs> <It was. laughs> um, uh, yeah, a little kind of sneak peek into the neighborhood I grew up in. It's a very – you mentioned Stars Hollow a lot on your show, and I, I have some Gilmore Girls questions for you. Oh. I don't personally watch it, but my dad is obsessed with Gilmore Girls. He'll sneak away during like Christmas and go watch Gilmore. He's like, I'm going to go to bed. And we're like, you're just going to go watch Gilmore Girls. He's obsessed with Lorelai. But that's a bit of, but our, our neighborhood is kind of Stars Hollow-esque okay. from what I've seen. Okay. We have a uh, farmer's market every Wednesday oh. and uh, the it, it causes a lot of drama. Some people don't like the farmer's market. Yeah. They think it's too much riffraff. Some people, most people love it. And there's a lot of just the, uh, I get updates on the old neighborhood listserv. Mm. And I'm very thankful I'm not on the listserv, but I like to hear the, the, the you know, the, the chit Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still belong to, like, everywhere I've ever lived that's had, like, a Facebook community page or, like, even members-only page, I've never actually left mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love to go back and read and just see, like, what the hell is still going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. yeah. What's this? What's this Nick Lachey, Cincinnati's anonymous <laughs> Facebook group that I'm still in? Are they still tracking his whereabouts? Yeah. I mean, I may or may not be an admin of that one. <laughs> yeah. You, um, yeah. You know. It's you, Nick Lachey, and George Clooney, the Cincinnati's finest. And you guys kicked out uh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> um, when you got into high school, mm-hmm. um, did your school have sure. anything, like, interesting? It sounds like you had some interesting people around, like, with, you know, like Maury Povich's son in a, a rival school, things like that. Mm-hmm. What um, did you have like any weird legends or like pranks or like weird high school traditions that you participated in? Oh man, um, and I can give you an example if it would help. But I also don't. I'd love to hear. It. Is it is it the cow up? Is it the one two three cow example? No, I don't know. I don't know this. 
but I should maybe. I'll let you. I'll let you explain yours, Chris. So, like, ours is this is kind of lame, but like at our school, you knew that there was going to be a good fight when somebody called somebody else out and like told them to meet them at the red bridge. And the red bridge was like, <laughs> because it was like far enough off of the school campus that like, you know, you could have a fight without the administrators being there. But like everybody would just descend upon this old, like iron red bridge and, uh, and like cars would just line the street and like you would, that's where people fought it out. So I, I didn't know. I didn't know if like, I feel like every school has something like that. Uh, so the red bridge, that's really funny. <laughs> I think we had um, Regal Cinemas was where you'd go and people would smoke cigarettes and you would threaten to get into a into a sort of greaser soch um, altercation with um, the rival high school. Be like, oh, this, this person says <laughs> they hooked up with your girlfriend. In, We're going to find it in the movie theater. In the parking lot or in the theater itself? It was right out front of the movie theater. Okay. Right outside of Regal Cinemas, RIP. Yeah. And you would either meet at the Chipotle in Bethesda. This is very niche. They would, but people from Bethesda would know this. Or you'd go to the Regal Cinemas where somebody would have a cigarette, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't want it, but there's a possibility to have it. <laughs> and then there might be a fight, and you kind of just like wait around, and you go, "Oh, is he going to get him? I don't know. Yeah. Um, no Red Bridge though. That sounds very. Made at the Red Bridge at dawn. <laughs> the Red Bridge doesn't exist anymore. I was sad when I like went. I was trying to take my wife like no. to the Red Bridge because uh, because we, cause we were going to fight. fight. Yeah, we were having a fight about something. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, and I and so I drove down there, and it's like it's gone, and they've like replaced it with a very modern like just you know concrete bridge or whatever. I don't know where kids fight now. I guess on the internet. <laughs> Here's what you got to do. You got to go to you know saint xavier go to some cincinnati high school go up to the first kid you see and say where do you guys fight and then give him no context and then just be like well, i want to know where you where you boys fight <laughs> and, then, and that could work i think that you'll be fine and then it'll be good just it's good recon i'll, I'll be home in two weeks so i might actually try this okay <laughs> tell me how that I'll, conversation goes. i'll just take my phone with me and record it nothing could go wrong in this mm-hmm. scenario where do you guys fight? Yeah. <laughs> maybe i'll take Please sign this release for my podcast, but also where do you fight? Do you want a cigarette? Damn it. <laughs> um what what made you come to Notre Dame? You studied at Notre Dame in South Yes. Um, what brought you it, there from Maryland? Snepotism. No, I, I what brought me there, um I would say it was I, I was I was very and this will kind of fit the whole uh Matthew McConaughey impression thing. I was very, very close to going to Texas. Oh. I was like a week away. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm really – like Notre Dame just looks very religious and boring. And, you know, when you're 18, you're, you just want to do whatever's excited and exciting. Um, so it was between, you know, Texas, Michigan, and Notre Dame. And I grew up – my uncle was a big Notre Dame fan. And he said if I went to Michigan, he would disown me as his godson, <laughs> which – he had genuinely would have done. He's a diehard fan. So I grew up as a, as a big Notre Dame fan and I, I had visited and they had this really cool boxing program called Bengal Bouts. That was like very, very cool to me. And, uh, I really wanted to box there. Um, and it was just, yeah, probably also probably one of the, yeah, it was a great school. Um, I'm a sucker for the Midwest. I think everybody, I mean, the Midwest, it's just very personable. No offense to the other coasts and whatnot, but, uh, if you go to DC, the first thing people ask you is, you know, what do you do? 
who do you work for? And when you go to Chicago or you're out in South Bend, Indiana, nobody gives a, gives a shit. So it's fun. It's uh, it was a, it was a pleasant, you know, it's a weird place, but once you kind of find your groove there, it was, it was great. Did you ever go to the Torch Lounge in South Bend? I did go to the Torch Lounge. I've been to the Torch Lounge too. Oh man. Torch is great. Speaking of cigarettes, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can rip some darts and break some hearts at the torch. Oh, um, yeah, I've been there. One time we rented a, our, 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 my roommate's older brother rented a limo. And a limo when you're in college is yeah incredible. I don't know what else could beat a limo. And uh, he they just do a surprise limo for our senior night. And he's like, you know what? A couple of other people did it for us. And when we were seniors, we're going to do it for you. Got a limo. Went to the torch, um, had maybe like twenty dollars in ones. Oh, you're set. And uh, I was, yeah, I was a king. And they did some. It was a very odd place. I had never really been to one of those places before. And I'm keeping it ambiguous for the viewer to just Google mm -hmm. it. Um, <laughs> but it is a hilarious. I, what what was your impression of it? I'm curious. So I was there uh, on business. We worked. Oh, <laughs> it's when I worked in Employer. the agency world, and uh, we had a client <laughs> that was in South Bend. Uh -huh. um, yeah, some out of home placements uh, <laughs> up on the uh, on the path. Uh, so we went one night, like when some of the junior associates weren't with us. Some more of the senior people were the yeah. only people there for a presentation, and so like the presentation went well, and like we ended up staying overnight. And so we were, you know, at the double tree. I don't want to brag, um, Whoa. but I just did. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we were like, let's go to Torch Lounge. Like it would be kind of fun, you know. And then we had our. Um, the guy that worked at the, the, that drove the van from Doubletree drew up, dropped us off, uh, in the Doubletree van. And then, um, <laughs> it was, it was very, um, it looks like if you, t okay. If you took like a gentleman's club from a lifetime movie, but then you like took somebody that lived on hoarders and kind mm -hmm. of like put the filth from hoarders into the gentlemen's club i was kind of like what the torch lounge was like to me yeah it's got um a shitty casino meets beetlejuice meets they threw a shower in the middle of the corner of this yeah, it was very very odd i don't even know i think it's closed down my friend was teaching them how to to dance yeah they, it was it was it was like they have it's like you had the the professor and then the strippers in there. It's like, I, it was very crazy. I just remember like I had only, I only had packed cause it was just an overnight and I had only packed like one pair of pants. And I remember like when I got back to the hotel room, I was going to wear the same pants the next day with like a different shirt. And I was like, Oh my God, these smell like they need to be torched. You know? They, yeah. That's why they call that. it. <laughs> that's what they call it. And that. I, yeah, you, you smell like cigarettes and just uh, self-loathing for about two weeks yeah, after you go. Absolutely, so uh, you got to get that professionally washed. Well, while you were in South Bend, though, you um, I also found out that you did volunteer work with with the homeless community, which is um, much more noble. Yeah, good segue. Um, and one of the things was that you uh, taught a fitness class for residents there. What did you teach them? How did you find that? Where did the um, yeah? It was funny. FBI files. <laughs> Yeah, um, I took a really awesome course called Confronting Homelessness, which not to be confused with Confronting the Homeless. So Different class, yeah. That's a tricky one. Pause for 
just pity laughter there. The um, And I took this course and it was awesome. It was honestly the best class I took at Notre Dame. And this was my junior year. Um, actually, I took it with my girlfriend at the time and it was great. And we would go to the um, homeless shelter every Tuesday and Thursday and we'd volunteer for a couple hours and it was really nice. Um, and uh, it was just like a, you work either the front desk, you work certain things and you kind of came to realize like, oh, they used to do this. They used to do have this program, but there's not enough volunteers to help out. So, um, you know, some days I would just lead a, you know, a little boxing workout for some of the um, residents of the homeless shelter. Um, I distinctly remember meeting a number of the residents, um, you know, had recently gotten out of jail and uh, we would work together and work on their resumes. Uh, I would borrow my roommate's car and we'd drive around different factories in South Bend and we'd drop off resumes. Um it was really fun. It was it was great. And I, I wrote a thesis about it because there was an interesting sort of uh, dilemma of, of being institutionalized and, and having that independence to go out into the real world is something that, you know, theoretically is great, but it's difficult for somebody who's been, whether they're in a prison system their whole life, and then immediately thrust into this cruel, unforgiving world. It was, um, you need that sort of... Mm-hmm. Um, middle ground you need to to build that up and how important that is and how important the shelter is is yeah it was cool it was it was one of my favorite experiences there that's very cool that's that's awesome yeah um we have we have hit 20 minutes i'm going to just keep on going though like it's a work meeting and we'll just you know no hard stop yeah yeah. that's the thing well we'll, yeah hit me fill it out i i just know that i need to zip along so after graduation, okay. um, always makes me think of yeah. after graduation, Marianne went out looking for a bright new world. Do you know that song by the Dixie Chick? The, sorry, just the chicks. Yeah. After graduation. Yeah, of course. Uh, you started working in advertising agencies as a copywriter. Um, I did. That's where we met. That is where we met. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert to the viewers. Again. One of the no more hate. Mail. <laughs> no more hate mail. Not for that. None of this. For a lot of other things, but yeah. not that. Okay. <laughs> One of the clients that you worked on was Olive Garden, which that was not at the agency we worked no. at. That was at the agency That's after correct. that. But yeah, yes, just it was. in your advertising career. Um, what? Mm-hmm. So Olive Garden is a great fast casual restaurant. What is your go-to Olive Garden order? Oh man, um, <laughs> there were so many absurd plates, and they would take it. They would let us go there for free, like probably three times total. Wow. And they had these gigantic pasta shells. They were huge. They were the name of it on the menu was gigantic pasta shells. Mm-hmm. And I think just as a bit, I was like, I gotta get these giant pasta shells. It was um and they were great. Yeah. And they also had uh giant chicken parm. Oh. And we tried to sell in an idea called chicken parmageddon. <laughs> and it was basically like uh they used to, because their whole plan was that the parm was so big. Yeah. And they needed to sell this gigantic, almost uh, caveman-sized chicken parm. So we wanted to do sort of a uh, Armageddon spoof trailer, and naturally that was uh, yeah squashed. Where, where most way. of the good ideas go, exactly. Cutting room floor. <laughs> uh, Clients don't understand Parmageddon. <laughs> don't ask me how. It. Um, I don't know. It sounds like something maybe Applebee's would pick up on if you're still looking to sell it. Applebee's would. Yeah. It was always funny. They were the clients were like, "We got to be more like Applebee's. Like they got good music." We're like, "You guys, I don't know what the hell you want. <laughs> You've been arguing about breadsticks for two hours in this meeting. Like, it's crazy." There was a big debate on whether it was uh, "We're all family here" or "When you're here, you're family." Um, mm. 
And that's, I remember, I think the first time I uh, realized that, that I needed to leave. I needed to just, I'd made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was the next question? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned before you and I worked together uh, at a different advertising uh-huh. agency, but you, you were very funny as a coworker. Thank you. As were you, man. As you are. Like an, but you're like an intellectual funny, I feel like, and I'm like dick joke maybe kind of funny. <laughs> you go out and try to hunt a bear with uh yeah <laughs> absolutely you take it to the extreme dude. i always do i always gotta take it a little too far what did you take like formalized <laughs> comedy classes or like any training or did you just sort of like tap into your own humor <laughs> um oh man i was i was definitely super oddball in high school like not in the way that was good <laughs> um but not in, but it was it was kind of like i was in this no man's land of you know, everybody was trying to play lacrosse or football. And then I was like, I, I kind of want to be in this play, mm-hmm. but I don't want people to know that I'm in the play. And it was a lot of that. So I, I had very good friends, you know, that like to do comedy stuff. But when I went to college, I was in a dorm called Keenan Hall. And they did this thing called the Keenan Review, which was like SNL, uh, you know, music and sketches and very university-centric bits. And... um I kind of stumbled into it because I loved filming videos and, you know, going on iMovie, cutting it down. And I made one of these shit whatever people don't say for a Notre Dame. Okay. And that went, you know, in 2011, that went viral at the time, which was like maybe 50,000 views, yeah. which is kind of nothing now. But on YouTube in 2011, that was something big. And so Keenan Review, they were like, oh, you're in Keenan. You should be a writer on this review. So I made that video, became a writer. And then sophomore, junior, senior year, I was the head writer, and we would just—I would just stay up super late writing these sketches. We'd work with all the people in the dorm. It would really talented musicians and stuff. And I was like, "Wow, this is so fun!" Um, loved doing it, and that's honestly how I got my internship at Ogilvy by just having this portfolio of sketches. And then when I went abroad, I wrote a blog <laughs> um, when I was living in Australia, which is God is such a. Uh, lame thing to say but it was i wrote um a blog that ended up going semi-viral too and i was like let's just kind of keep the keep this going um always trying to catch that viral thing um and then i moved to chicago did a lot of second city stuff um spent a lot of money doing those writing classes sketch classes you're like jesus it's like in writing seven like how, how many writing classes what is the end goal here I'm like, there's so many of these. Um, I never really did improv. That was not, uh, to me, that, I don't know, that was, it's not, I like to sit and kind of think through um, a joke and a sketch and like, what's the context here? Um, I think really talented improvisers are hilarious, but I think 80% of them, I cringe watching it. Um, But it's really fun. Like, I think that whole scene, living in Chicago, coming out here to LA, you're like, wow, there's so many people doing this stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it's, uh, I appreciate your compliment. Um, and yeah, I just kind of have always enjoyed making people laugh and trying to make things fun, especially in the office when I was bored as hell and walking <laughs> around. <laughs> when, when was the first time that you remembered doing a Matthew McConaughey impression? Oh dude. I, I mean, my name is Matthew Conahan. Yeah. And, uh, so that's a bit, I don't know if I, yeah, but I listened to that green lights book on an audio t- book. And, um, I just listened to it. I was sitting there and, and I just did an impression. We just sent in voice notes back and forth with my buddies. And this is the group of friends where you just get kind of ripped on whatever you say. It's, it's just fun insult banter. And my buddies were like, dude, that was actually a really good impression. 
And the fact that they said it, because I would never do it publicly. Right. And the fact that they said it, I was like, oh, I guess this is pretty good since like my friends aren't just roasting it. Um, so I kept tinkering with it. And honestly, I, I think it's gotten to the point where like I'll do the, the Matthew McConaughey impression so much. It's slowly imbued into my subconscious. And, and now when I actually talk, it, it kind of sounds like it too. Uh, when I do normal videos, and they'll be like, Matthew McConaughey talking about weddings. And I'm like, that's just how I talk. <laughs> it's a Maryland thing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I like I try to do other impressions too. Yeah. Like I've been working on the uh, the, the Tommy Shelby and the, uh, the Generation and my family, your family, the fucking... Peaky Blonde, like that. I don't know. It's all kind of in the same vein, but yeah, that's it's uh, a long-winded answer to your simple question. No, that's 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 all right. Do you remember? I remember like after we had had not been working together anymore. I remember seeing yeah. like um, one of your tweets, obviously like repurposed as a meme on Instagram. I think I may have mm-hmm. like texted you or messaged you or something. I'm not sure because like, yeah, yeah, it's that moment where you're like. You know, you're like scrolling through and you like read it and then you kind of laugh and then you like look at the name and you're like, oh, shit, like I know who that is. You know, like it, it's pretty amazing. Do you remember like what what was your first sort of like tweet meme that went viral? Oh, man, I, I like to do a lot of just um, kind of oblivious person tweets where I like I'm, cl- I'm clearly being sarcastic yeah. uh, and doing that. Like I do things where. Um, I had one that went viral with a Divi, the Chicago bike share company, where I pretended um, they sent this email. They were like, you bike 280 hours this month. And it was minutes and it was some clerical error. And I wrote them an email back saying, like, I've told all of my friends, my family about this accomplishment. Could you please send me a shirt or make a plaque that says I'm the Divi king? in my honor and they sent me a shirt like i was just kind of i like to just kind of mess with people in a fun i do this one recurring bit where i'm an irish person attempting to do an american accent and that'll get like two million views every time because people are always commenting like oh really good try yeah. and just <laughs> um i like messing with people a little bit and just kind of using because my the, what i find the funniest is when somebody shares an onion article earnestly and they think it's real yeah so i try to see how i can recreate that but i think my the tweet that you're referring to um is the uh interviewer one where it's like uh there's a three-year gap on your resume it says vengeance and it says you don't remember me do you so it's kind (laughs) of like casket of montalato or you know yeah inigo montoya (laughs) but yeah that one blew up out of nowhere it's got like on twitter i think it's got like two hundred thousand. Like retweet, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll see that one on Instagram every so often, and people will send it to me. So that one's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, That's pretty awesome. But yeah. is, it, is it was it the combination of those like things where it's like you like writing things that people obviously can relate to and, and gravitate towards, and then you like impressions and you like shooting videos and all these like all these things. TikTok is the perfect platform, really. Right? Like, how did you like fall into TikTok? Well, what's funny is because I did. Scoring it at first, like, you know, any, anybody sort of over the age of 24. Um, but I think, yeah, and there, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't have a smartphone. Like, I had my, my digital camera that I would use when I was, you know, 12 mm-hmm. going up, and I would always edit videos, do things like that, um, edit music videos, all those things. Um, and then I didn't end up getting a smartphone until I graduated college. Um, so that's 2015, 2016. So I missed the Vine train. Like my humor was very much like Vine focused. And I thought that was kind of the 
zeitgeist at the lexicon that people were using was a lot of Vine references. And I was like, dang, I missed the Vine train. That must have been fun. Um, and then TikTok came. So I was like too old for TikTok, but I missed, I was too young for Vine. Um, so I was like, ah, bummer. I missed that. Um, and then when I lived in Ireland, I was like, shit, I'm living alone. It's level five lockdown. I might as well just like post some of these bits. I've got a ton of things written down. I might as well just film them and do this and, um, did it in secret for about six months. And then some of them started picking up and it was like this. So you're like these many people, um, sort of validated it. And I was like, I guess I can, you know, let my <laughs> friends know that I do this. Um, <laughs> so it all worked out and it's cool. Cause all you need is your phone and you know, you got to just be creative with it and see what you can, you can, you can figure out. And then the impressions, I think, um, I like doing them. I think they're fun if there's like a funny bit behind it. Um, but I, I think what the impressions do is they bring people in. Like I did one, a McConaughey one that brought a, a couple thousand folks in. And then, you know, it's like a sales funnel where you're bringing in, like a lot of people can like the impression and then they may like the other stuff. They may like just the random you know, sketches and stuff. So, um, I like to think that it, it helps, you know, get, get some folks in the door and they enjoy it. Of course. Yeah. It's brand recall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, all family here. <laughs> uh, th- those are all the questions for that I have for a first round, um, aside from this one, which is like, not right now, but do you think you could like teach me how to use TikTok? We do have like a, I got you. It's, uh, you got, <laughs> well, you're using a T-Mobile sidekick still, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. How'd you know? Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I see it in the background. <laughs> it's the size of a room. Maybe a little low res. You know, I still got the iPhone like eight, so I don't even know how, I probably got to upgrade. But yeah, I teach it for sure. Awesome. It's, um, they got a little, little editing thing in there. It's no Adobe Premiere like we're used to, but, yeah. you know, it, it gets the job done. People don't really want high quality. They just want like, just... Yeah. Give me give me the content in the fastest, yeah. most digestible thing. Yeah. Like give me huge captions and just water the shit down as much as possible. I will say the huge <laughs> captions are key. Like if you want to try to watch it yeah. while you're like multitasking at work, because like yeah. I can't listen necessarily to videos. Like people will send me even like Instagram reels, and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm in a meeting. I can't listen to this right now. You know. Yeah. But if it has like <laughs> captions, I can I get like oh okay I can like read a little bit. I have like a third – I don't want to, again, brag, but I have like a third grade reading comprehension level, so. Yeah. Just that you have, at least you learned cursive at that point. Yeah. So you're, you're yeah. Good. I did. The, uh, yeah. It's that double-edged sword of captions where um, you're, you're like – like I can't stand when people are playing the audio of Instagram Reels or TikTok next to me. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's just this incoherent swiping. And I'm like, turn that god dang volume down. And then in the same time when I'm creating stuff, I'm like, oh, these captions just basically just cover up <laughs> half the canvas. Like, I don't need captions. It's just a weird thing where, like, I it's nice to see them and have them, but it's also, like, if you're making – there are actual talented videographers and artists that use TikTok to show off their work. And if they're just putting these big old right. <laughs> block letters there, like, there's this beautiful film I've made that is now <laughs> – half of it is – yeah, it's crazy. Oh my gosh! Well, we, uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on my TikTok tutorial. We'll make it happen. What's your What's the name going to be? Uh, I think it's just my name, just Logan. Logan Cummings. Cummings. I already have it. Uh, somehow I followed Jason Derulo, and I get notifications every time he posts a video, which is all. I don't even know how to like. Yeah, uh, a lot, but he's really good. 
or whoever goes high production value. You know, but he's always hanging around these little kids. I'm like, what? I had to kind of. Yeah. If Jason's listening, I'm sorry, but I, I'm like, what are you doing with these little kids? It's very odd. But I couldn't unfollow him because I don't know how I followed him in the first place. <laughs> That's the thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. We'll jump into the five for five round. Yeah, uh, this been... is uh, named after the Arby's culinary deal from the 1990s, where you would get five classic roast beef sandwiches for five dollars. Um, we have the meat. Oh my god! So I fucking love Arby's so much. Um, in this round, you have the opportunity to ask me five questions. I have five questions prepped for you. Typically, we'll ping pong back and forth, but you're the guest, so you can ask the first question first if you'd like. Boom. Okay. Logan, I got a question for you. This this may be count as two questions. Mansformation. I'm not sure how how this is when we were first chatting, I think, in a non-work context. And I was like, this guy is hilarious. Um, and you were giving me the, the lowdown on mansformation. What would you say, I guess, give the elevator pitch of it? And then also, what was the biggest sort of takeaway from that mansformation experience for you? <laughs> so the elevator pitch was um... – and I would like to just preface that this was like 2010, 11, 12 in that range. Um, so the the elevator pitch was basically, I don't know how to do stereotypically manly skills. Um, and so I was trying to teach myself through the help of celebrity judges. So I would find a, a skill like how to change a tire um, and try to be taught that from somebody that was like a pit crew for a race car. Um, you know, it was just kind of like fun and, uh, it was started out as a web series idea. Um, ultimately I ended up creating a pilot, which was fun. Um, the biggest takeaway, man, um, I would say that the biggest takeaway though, is like, if you have an idea that you believe in, and again, I will say <laughs> it's now 2022, the world is a different place. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I believed in the idea. And, um, and I, you know, at the very least, I got a couple of different meetings with people in production companies, um, to talk about, you know, like picking up the idea and like buying it as a show. Um, it never ultimately ended up happening, but like I had those conversations and, and I was like, this is cool. Cause it was literally just sitting at my house, like in, as an idea. And then I, it turned into like a list of episode ideas and then, okay, like now we actually can see that this can be produced. Um, I don't know. So I guess, you know. I am glad that I don't have to look and say like, what if I had never tried that or like what, what would have happened if I had tried that? Mm -hmm. So instead I just went really uh, bankrupt on yeah. a lot of self-funding uh, production. That's awesome though. I think you'll have that forever, you know? Oh yeah. It's, it's, and I have DVDs. If anybody wants them, you can tweet me and I'll send you some because my wife is like, get rid of them. Um, <laughs> the other thing I would say is if you're self-funding that, uh, JP Morgan Chase will give you a better credit line than Capital One, typically. That is not an ad, ladies and gentlemen. That is just a general recommendation. It can be, JP Morgan Chase, if you're listening. Listen up, sharks. My loyalty can be bought very cheaply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess a follow up to that is it do you have a particular favorite moment? I, I love it. Um I could talk about it forever. So the pilot that we filmed in Alaska, um, this never made the light of day but we did film a scene outside of sarah palin's house um because i was there with for people that aren't i should explain this that sounds very random <laughs> in isolation um i was filming the episode with levi johnston who was the dad of 
Trip Johnston, I think. God, yeah, that's his name. Um, who was Bristol Palin's baby, who like sort of blew up in the headlines when she was pregnant during their presidential run, uh, when Sarah Palin was running for vice president. Um, this was a couple of years later, obviously, but um, Levi was my celebrity coach, and um, there was a he was not in the scene that was filmed outside of Sarah Palin's house, but myself and the camera guy went and tried to film something outside of her house. <laughs> um, we were kind of like on this lake dock and uh, everybody there has like, I shouldn't say everybody, but er- a lot of people there have planes. Yeah. Um, so like we were kind of like in front of her dock on the lake where her like little plane was. Um, and we filmed like a little segment, like trying to, I don't remember actually what we were doing. I have the footage somewhere, but it didn't make it to the pilot because it felt in poor taste, you know? I, I mean, it was like funny, but it was like, it didn't add anything to the story. That's cool, though. I mean, yeah, that's such a wild. And you were up in Alaska, too, yeah? In Alaska, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. I also shared a tree Why? stand with Levi. I was scared that it was going to fall because I was too fat um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the two of mm-hmm. us were sitting yeah. together. Um, yeah, <laughs> it um, it was un- unreal, you know? It was it's really cool. just an amazing life experience. Um, and I still stay in touch with him. So Friend of the program. You know? We've we became fast friends on that trip. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Full circle. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Levi, if you're listening, you son of a bitch. I've been trying to get you on the podcast and you're not returning my text. So maybe we're not friends. What the yeah. fuck? I just had that realization when I said it out loud. <laughs> um my first question for you in this round is when you were a kid, we talked about like you bringing your lunch and packing sandwiches. Did you eat crusts on your sandwiches or not? I was a you get what you get and you don't get upset. You got to eat the crust. Okay. That's, um, that's what you do. Yeah. You're not allowed to, you weren't allowed to be picky in my house. I was, uh, there was one thing that I didn't like to eat. I was like, I don't like eating raw onions. I was, wasn't a fan. Okay. And my whole family still makes fun of me. Like you have to eat everything or else <laughs> I was like, I just want to eat raw onions. Is that crazy? Like I wouldn't eat a raw zucchini. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would, they were like, you're eating, you're not eating your raw onions. You spoiled brat. <laughs> so yeah, you got to eat everything. It was like, and crust was crust was a delicacy. I was the middle child, so I was I was definitely the 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 uh, the butt of the loaf. Okay. Uh, yeah. A lot of the time, yeah. you get the two butts. You're like, oh, there's two butts of the of the sandwich. Yeah. How about a turkey sandwich on two butts? That was it. Probably me or my younger siblings would get the butts. So it was like uh, in our car, like we had a big sub- suburban, and so we had the two captains' chairs. So the, Mom, dad in the front, older sister, older brother in the captain's chairs, and then I was the biggest of all of our. I was, I was, a, I was a chubbier child, and it was me in the way back, squeezed in the middle, <laughs> and then my two younger siblings to the left and right, and it was just so, it was just so hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so warm, and uh, you know, there's a first world problem. So no, I but I feel like this is important for people listening. <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is the strife that I've been through was sitting in the middle seat. So, I I do think though like they didn't have like uh, air conditioning vents weren't as no. I mean the the driver the driver had um it was funny too when we drive long distances and we'd have you know somebody else go with us there was a thing in the front seat of the Subaru like just the passenger side it was where you put your legs mm-hmm. that was called the hole. And if somebody was, if a kid was fighting, you had to sit in the hole or yeah, like, oh, if we didn't have enough seats, be like, oh, Lily, you're in the hole. Like on this drive to Boston, <laughs> you would just sit down there where your legs go. 
And I guess this is, yeah, it was a ridiculous, I like, I was like, how do we fit all of us in this car? But you did. So many children. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> all right. It's time um, for your second that, question. Yeah. That leads me to my question. That was a good segue there. Did you have a favorite school lunch? If you're, you're, you're a fast foodie, you know, did you have a school lunch where you're like, oh, clear my schedule, mom. Yeah. It's French bread pizza day. Um, so my French bread <clears throat> pizza was, um, the, it was a weird, it was a weird, uh, lunch that I don't think a lot of kids actually liked, but they had, um, um, ch- <laughs> chili, not like Skyline chili, but like actual chili with like beans, beef, um, like a hearty, like a stewy kind of chili. And, um, I was disgusting, like the way that I would just, I, I loved the chili and, um, and it came with like, I think part of it too was like, it came with this like side of cheese, like a cheese wedge or block or something um <laughs> you're just a cincinnati through and through <laughs> and Jeez. i i would like i would like put everything that was on my lunch tray like went inside of the chili there was also a peanut butter sandwich mm-hmm. just right inside the chili like it i don't god that sounds delicious actually that's i, I think i might make that later this week just a chili sandwich <laughs> yeah a peanut butter sandwich, like carrots. What are these, there were, what are these, what are these kids? What grade is this or, that you're talking about? Oh, uh, this was all of elementary school, you know? So, um, I don't know, like first grade till sixth grade, probably. But yeah, the chili was is an unconventional choice. I'm sure most people would go. I did love school pizza, obviously, too. But um, but the chili was, was my favorite. Wow. For sure. That is such an unorthodox answer, and I'm happy to have been a part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I wish that I could find a picture of what it actually looked like though. Cause it probably did not, I don't, I don't remember it looking like it tastes good. You, you ever read the jungle by Upton Sinclair? I have skimmed parts of the jungle by Upton Sinclair. That's, that's what I'm imagining this fourth grade Cincinnati chili sandwich lunch is like. <laughs> You're just picking out little pieces of ferret. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. You know that meat is – it was just side of the road. They got it from Kentucky. They crossed the bridge and they're yeah. like, let's get some. Probably. Ground, Probably. ground beef <laughs> across the Rhine. <laughs> I uh, I have a question for you here that I wrote down. So My roommate asked me this question in full earnest. He asked this to me and I thought it was one of the funniest questions because I was – we're in advertising. And I was writing all these scripts and all this stuff and he says, how do you feel – and I'm asking this to you. How do you feel about a never-ending stream of deadlines about shit you don't care about? Oh, um, I mean, so in my advertising career, my job was uh, to work was in project management and like I guess like a subtask of account management. So I cared about all of the tasks because my performance was judged based on if they got completed. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of try like try, would try to make myself care it got really i mean it's hard you know it's um it's really hard because especially when you're younger i think like you don't really get the big at least i didn't you didn't get like the big picture of like how agencies make money like mm-hmm. how it all works and like that you're literally being paid for like every minute of your day is being paid for by somebody you're kind of like a hooker um yeah and so like a lawyer extended <laughs> yes and uh <laughs> Um, and so I feel like, um, it took me a while to like really appreciate the fact that like there were human beings behind the requests, you know, cause a lot of them, it was like, we're, tr- we're making a Facebook post and people would act like we were like curing cancer, you know, 
Like it's so urgent. Like so many things depend on this, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, at the end of the day, and now like I'm on the opposite side. So I'm a, I work in marketing on the client side. Um, so I get it. Like everything is coming downhill, right? Like somebody's asking for something people, there are, there are reasons for the requests. Um, so I think it's just like really understanding. And I think at the end of the day, like if you have a real relationship with, with your clients, you can have the conversation of like, yeah, I mean, this is kind of stupid, right? Like, I'm sure during the pandemic, that was all like another thing too. We're like, okay, guys, come on. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I get it though. You know, it's at the end of the day, you're, you're being paid to, to produce something. Um, and so no matter how much you care or don't care about it, um, one of the things that I tried to do, sorry, this is like, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but one of the, like, I tried to like put the humanization behind even just understanding, like, instead of making like ads for this company, like think about the number of people that work at that company that are employed globally. Like there are people behind all of this stuff, you know? Um, and it helped a little bit more, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the perfect answer. It's the only answer that I've received and it's the best one I've received so far. <laughs> You're allowed to use it if you like it that way. Yeah, you yeah. have to license it. It's like stock royalty yeah, yeah. free stock. My second question for you is what's the best and worst purchase that you've ever made? Oh man, that is a good question. Uh, honestly, it was just going to be ridiculous, but the best purchase I think we ever got was my roommates and I all, uh, we, we had no money. We, we got together and we bought a big buck hunter arcade game Oh yeah, and we pulled in college and we had this, um, big buck hunter arcade game our senior year at college in our house and it was a big draw and we were it was like probably 50 bucks each but that was a lot at the time and we were like we got to scrounge it and we did it and we got this big buck hunter thing and we like it still is in a friend's house um so that was a really fun one because it was just hours of like fun and we met a ton of people through it in this weird roundabout way um and that also could be one of the worst purchases because <laughs> uh, it could be double edged. But uh, worst purchase, um, I've gotten fake concert tickets before. Mm. I've like gotten scammed. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh wow, yeah, I'll go to this concert. You know, this was a fun, you know, Bruce Springsteen concert. <laughs> fake tickets, but then we ended up sneaking in and we ended up having a great time. So it worked out. Um, better story to have snuck in than to have paid for these scam tickets. I love the big buck hunter. That's that's an amazing answer, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, we were what we we're twenty one. <laughs> yeah, like what? How do we? Yeah, we have no money. <laughs> we're, getting, we're crushing ramen. Let's buy a big buck hunter arcade game from a going out of business ESPN zone. <laughs> um, all right, it's time for your next question for me. Yes, I do. This question: um, If the year transport yourself to the year twenty eighteen and rank. The New Day members, favorite to least favorite. In 2018 specifically. In 2018 specifically. Okay, sorry. Um, Which so, I know that there's a disband. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, I honestly, I think that my ranking hasn't changed the whole time that the New Days existed. For people that don't know, New Day is an amazing uh, tag team slash stable mm -hmm. in WWE. Um, I would say that Xavier Woods is my, my least favorite member of the New Day, yep. which is like being my least favorite fast food restaurant. Um, mm. Z, uh, sorry, Big E would be my second favorite, and Kofi Kingston has, uh, is definitely my favorite, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just put in so much time. He's an amazing performer. I think Xavier Woods is very funny and, like, very entertaining, and he has great matches, too, but um, 
But I think just because he's up against those two, it's, you know, process of elimination. Nice. It's a great question. Yeah, I know you're a big uh, WWE guy. And I I grew up in kind of this, like the my older cousins would always practice like the Scotty Too Hottie era, okay. that sort of uh, – That's we, they had a trampoline down in um, southern Maryland, the one with no net. Mm-hmm. And I was we were always the younger cousins getting like just – I broke my wrist on a trampoline when they were trying out new WWE moves. So that, I don't really know that – I'm not attuned to the new – the new, uh, you know – New era, new day. But I was looking into it. I was like, oh, man, these guys are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're great. Um, my next question for you is what is something that you got – what did you get into the most trouble for with your parents as a child? Um, this also involves a trampoline. <laughs> um, my junior year of high school, we had I, – I, I invited uh, – I went to a private high school, but all of my best buddies went to the public high school. I just like – that was just where all my good buddies were at, and I had an open house, and we had a big party at the house that got so out of hand, um, like trampoline in our backyard, broken entirely, just to no return. It was just destroyed. Um, my brother, it got so out of hand. My brother, older brother, who was also like a hairy chested, but he was just like at in high school was a very just kind of intimidating force. So he came down shirtless with a baseball bat and was like, get out of my goddamn house. <laughs> um, and it was just like, it was to the point where I really tried my best to hide it and make up a lie for the trampoline breaking. And then they were like, the neighbors did this, uh, all this stuff. They're like, there was a girl. <laughs> like, like, like yeah, people like were just passed out in the front yard. <laughs> like it was to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, and that was not really my MO. Like that was not my – I wasn't like the, that guy in high school. So it was an interesting – I was just excited people showed up. <laughs> and it was, um, so I was like – and then this girl that I was obsessed with, um, she showed up. And uh, and then I got in so much trouble because I lied. And my parents were like, you know, you can have blah, blah, blah. Like we just don't want you to lie to us, all this stuff. And a couple of days go by, I'm like super grounded. And uh, <laughs> my dad – I was my dad was like, why would you lie? Like, why, like how was the party by at least? And I, I was like, well, this girl showed up and she was like, like my biggest crush. And, and I, it was like Facebook at the time. And I was like, this is her. And he's like, hey, nice job. <laughs> was, he's like, don't tell your mother I said that. But um, yeah, they were furious. Um, more that, um, yeah, but nothing too crazy. Never got like arrested or um, any of that stuff. So kind of worked out. How about yourself? I'd like to turn that question on to you. What did I get in trouble? Um, I was honestly a really good kid so um, Mm. because I was a nerd. Um, Red Bridge? I never went. I did go to the Red Bridge to watch but never to fight. Um, The thing that comes to mind the fastest is we had a cheating scandal in our high school. Uh Um, I was part of a microbiology class who was – we all had uh, answers to the tests. Oh, um, it was a very difficult course. Somebody that had taken it the year before us um, realized that the tests were given back to you at the end of the semester to study for your final exam, um, and made photocopies of the test and then distributed them uh, to people in our grade for I think for maybe for a fee. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't pay for mine. I, I got it like second hand. 
But I feel like there were like 24 students in the class and like 22 of us had the answers to the test. And it um, ultimately like ended up turning into like this giant cheating scandal. And so I was in trouble for that um, for sure. I wasn't allowed to like drive for a while, which, you know, when you're like 16, 17 is like the worst punishment. Yeah, that's your your whole existence is driving somewhere. Yeah, that that's what comes to mind as mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, my next qu- question for you is, uh, sorry, let me look. What is an innocent mistake you made that had big consequences? Ah, <laughs> oh man, I got in so much trouble for this one recently, and I think I'm still in the moral right. But it was, it, it, it was, it was. So here's the story. Um, it's not a good story. I'm just going to continue saying it. But a friend of mine. It was like a friend of a friend. I had a, the day off of work, and he says, hey, let's go hit the driving range. And we get to chatting, and, and we're, we're kind of good friends, and uh, we're having a good time. He's telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, there's like, was down in Florida with this girl. You know, I really like her, all these things. Like, we had a great kind of getaway weekend, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then uh, later that evening, he's like, hey, we're going to this happy hour. You should come with. And I was like, yeah, great. We go there, and he goes, um, He's like, hey, Maddie, this is my girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, I heard all about your, the fun you had in Florida. Okay. And she goes, I've never been to Florida. And I go, oh, no. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, oh, realizing that this dude has just kind of been cheating on his girlfriend. And I'm like, and then inevitably they broke up. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so I totally d- uh, blew that just by being like, how was Disney World? <laughs> and I just I was like, and, every, and I saw him, I would see him a lot afterwards. He's like, dude, why would you say that? And I was like, I honestly am sorry, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, it was this weird, like, I guess I'm sorry. You know, I definitely, it was a shitty move on my part to say anything, but I had no, like, he didn't give me any context of this. You got to be like, oh, by the way, I was in Florida cheating on my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> I was like, that was never mentioned. <laughs> it was all very ambiguous. And I was like, oh, good. So that was kind of an innocent mistake that ended up just blowing up. Yeah. Wow. Um, Right. Just ruining. I, I don't know if it, I guess for the maybe for the better. I'm trying to just rationalize this to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one of them. No, that's um, that's a that's a really that's a really good one. A really memorable one. <laughs> it was memorable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> chip, chop, chip. Uh, um, and then it, uh, to, I have a question for you. I think this is number five. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, I want to see because you you are a wrestling fanatic. I am. And um, outside of kind of the WWE. Um, have you ever been to a luchador wrestling competition and would you ever do luchador wrestling yourself? I've never been to just a straight luchador event. Like I've been to shows mm-hmm. where luchador matches were featured on the show, but I haven't been to like a straight luchador wrestling uh, event. I would absolutely go. Um, yeah. this isn't uh, this, especially Lucha Libre. Like you have to be, it's, you, you do better if you're smaller cause you're faster, you know? Um, yeah. I'm not small. I'm not fast. Uh, and I'm not athletic. So I, I mean, I guess I would if I had to, but I, I don't think that uh, the world would be a better place for me having had a Lucha Libre wrestling match. What would your Luchador name be? Oh. Can't be Logan Cummins. No. Like t- It'd probably be like. Lucha Logan. <laughs> uh, it would be some like, it would be some variation of a Taco Bell menu with like. Lunchador. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like uh, Cheesy Gordita brunch because i'm white yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Quesarito. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The quesalupa. They need to bring that fucker back. You could, yeah, the Baja Blast would just pow. <laughs> Swift elbow to the temple. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> my last question for you in this is what's an event yeah. in your life that shaped you the most as a person? Huh. Deep. An event in my life that has shaped me the most as a person. One that was kind of more on like the adventurous side is I, I ended up kind of on a whim when I was 18. I went to the running of the bulls in, in Pamplona. Whoa. And when I did that, I ended up just meeting all these people serendipitously that have like re-entered my life. Like people that were videographers at HBO or like good friends that do that. It was just a very spur of the moment thing that has built lasting friendships um, that I didn't expect to, to, you know, to sort of, it's become multiple year reunions, things like that. People from all over the world. It's been really cool. And I think it's been a fun event to sort of have that camaraderie. But then I would say, realistically, just for kind of myself and, and how I live my life now, I would say kind of moving to Ireland and dropping advertising and and kind of going there to start a nonprofit tech company with my brother and live out there with him. And that was really formative. And I think it's changed my perspective on just like my career in general, um, which has been cool. I think it's it's added a, a way more dimensions to just standard copywriting. Yeah. It's kind of made me think about marketing and, you know, there's my just life in general differently, which has been fun. And I think it's uh, been a nice sort of, even during the pandemic, it was nice to sort of step back and think about what I um, valued in, in my life. Yeah. So it was cool. It was very, very cool. And working and live with my brother was just a dream. So it was cool to have that experience. It's very which cool. Fun. Very cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's uh, that's the end of the second round. Round three, baby. Let's go for it. All right, let's go. We'll move on to the Fast Friends Fortune Teller, this high-quality, custom-printed cardstock cootie catcher. Um, Viewers, ask, if you could see this cardstock, my oh my. I mean, <laughs> I think it's like number 10 white. I don't even know what that means. Um, yeah. <laughs> for somebody that has the office on nonstop in the background, I should know more about paper. Um, yeah. Okay, it's done or <laughs> I'll ask you a, a series of questions based on uh, based on the answers. It'll reveal an activity that we'll play. Nice. So the first is in in all of these, you and I are in a car and a road trip. So I say, hey Maddie, would you start a boy band playlist? Would you pick the first song from Ninety Eight Degrees, Backstreet Boys, One Direction, or In Sync? I'd probably go Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Do you have a Backstreet Boys go to song? Right. Yeah, Backstreet's back. Yeah. So. Um, I do. Insync would be a close second, man. I think Timberlake's got a bunch of hits, yeah. um, but I gravitate towards his solo stuff, which is controversial. Mm. But I think uh, "Mirror" is a great song. I may I may put that on first and then go to the Backstreet Boys. Um, okay, I, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> we stop at an exit. Uh, we're going to a, a gas station. Yep. Uh, to get a snack, would you pick from these four snacks? Would you pick Milk Duds, Sour Patch Kids, Cheez Its, or Corn Nuts? Corn nuts. Corn nuts. Flavor? I, yeah. Was eating corn nuts on the way to Vegas last weekend with my buddy. He chipped his tooth on one. Of course he did. And I still stand by corn nuts. Corn nuts. Chip your teeth and have fun. Did you tell him that uh, if he needed to have it fixed, it would cost a lot of money? I did. Yeah. I said, I said, you're in luck, pal, because our health insurance and healthcare policy here is really fun. Yeah. So yeah. he just waited till he got back to Ireland and they fixed it for free. For free. Absolutely. God bless Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, corn nuts. Go to Ireland. <laughs> yeah. We stop at an exit further down the road, and we're going to go through a drive-thru. Would you pick Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, or Arby's? 
I'm going to have to go with Wendy's. I'm, I'm such a sucker for the Frosty. Okay. Um, I got that keychain where you pay a little bit and you get the free mini Frosty whenever you use it. Yeah. Next question. I gave up ice cream for Lent, and I was like, man, I need that Frosty. Got a Frosty right away yeah. on Easter. So, Does a Frosty count as ice cream, technically? I guess. I like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it better, I think. We'll leave, <laughs> yeah. we'll leave it in God's hands. Yeah. <laughs> Underneath Wendy's this week uh, is the game uh, Ask Me Anything. So I have a card game literally called Ask Me Anything, and I'll just pick five cards at uh-huh. random, uh, and we will yep. both answer them. Hit me with it, baby. Let's roll. So the first one, and some of these are really fucked up, just so you know. Um, okay. <laughs> when you go to brunch, do you get savory or sweet? Oh, I go savory. I go savory usually. Is bacon savory? Yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, okay, good. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm for a copyright, I should know these things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. I usually gravitate towards the lunch end of the menu because eggs just aren't my favorite, so. Mm. I do, I, there's a quote that has, it's a guy named Joe Para, who's a comedian, and he has a one line from his show. And they said, do you want eggs Benedict? And he responded, oh, heavens no, too opulent for any day but Easter. <laughs> and I think about that quote all the time. And I, I talk, I say it a lot. So, but no matter, I think of eggs Benedict. So I get eggs Benedicts just to, to prove the haters wrong and, and just kind of be, be decadent. Yeah. 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 The second question is, have you ever hooked up with one of your teachers? College professors are included. Oh, I have hooked up with a TA. She was in my biology class, my TA. So that I don't know if that counts. Um, yeah, that counts. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, teacher. Oh man, I was in love with my Spanish teacher in high school. I joined the student government only because she was the head of it. You know? Can you say her name or no? You don't have to, but I don't know. I think she might have gotten divorced. All right. <laughs> no, but... So if she's listening, hello. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I was in love with my English teacher in my sophomore year, so it's fine. It was our, our, our my English teacher once invited my brother and one of his friends to help her move. Um, wow, which I thought was interesting. Strapping young men. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a funny part of uh, my English teacher love. So she was married at the time, um, and her married last name was was Cummins, actually. But not related to me. Question number three. (laughs) Are Olive Garden's breadsticks good? I swear to God, that was chosen at random. No way. (laughs) Are Olive Garden's breadsticks good? Holy hell. Uh, I think I thought they were good, and then I found out what was – how they made them. They literally just like spray this uh, fake butter. It goes through a sort of car wash of shit, and I – it can't enjoy them as much, to be honest. Okay. And um, but they're so good when they they're like they they don't hold a candle to Outback Steakhouse bread. Like no. to me, that's way better. So it, you know, if you're comparing apples and oranges, but I think you know, I'll eat it. Obviously, yeah. I think after ten seconds that they're sitting on your table, you're like, oh, these are gross. Mm. But the first, those hot and steamy, mm-hmm. rip it open and you eat an Olive Garden breadstick. That's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can get down with that. I feel like they missed the boat by not having great dipping sauces. They did. Maybe they're maybe times were tough. Maybe, maybe. they couldn't afford. Maybe. What's your dipping sauce for that ranch? Uh, no, I, well, I would go garlic butter first. Yeah. Yeah. Marinara, ch- nacho cheese, mm-hmm. then ranch. I love ranch, but I don't think ranch by on breadsticks by itself is like all that exciting. Yeah, it would feel a tad gluttonous. Yeah. The um. But but if you're dipping like a pizza crust in ranch, yeah, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, it's very different. But if I dip an olive garden breadstick in ranch, she breaks up with me. Yeah, in person. Yeah. 
I usually get a basket right before we leave, and I'll like literally carry them out yeah. in my hand. Like one will be in my mouth, and the other ones will be in my hand. Yeah. You're like an old, you're like an '80s businessman with a big cigar. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you see, Olive Garden treated you well. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> you got a big zoot suit on. Yeah. <laughs> These red sticks popping out. That's, That's the dream right there. That's it. It actually is. It is. So, so that I can surmise that you are a big fan of the breadsticks. I am a big fan of the breadsticks. Yeah, it's hoarding them out of the Olive Garden. Yep, yep. Um, and I also never want them to stop grating Parmesan cheese. That's yeah. They they say you say when, mm-hmm. and when is not near lexicon. Yeah, my yep. friend. I will not say when ever. <laughs> that guy's just grating skin off of his hand at a certain point. I'm like, you need a new block, please, sir. I have a family. <laughs> <laughs> The f- Good possibly. Mi signore. Mi familia, ragazzi. They have very att- authentic Italian waiters. Absolutely. There. Absolutely. According to our ads. Especially in Naperville. Um, yeah. qu- question number four. Yeah. It- what would your talent be if you were competing for Miss Universe? Miss Universe, buckle up, because you're about to see a very mediocre handstand. Oh. And a genuinely impressive – I can spin a basketball on my finger – forever i i could just kind of just spin it on there um because i learned how to do it because i'm not very good at basketball but when you'd play pickup you had to kind of impress people while you're on the sideline to get picked in and i would just spin the basketball on my finger and then they put me on the team and then i wouldn't really make any I would, yeah they would just be like oh no that was bad you could spin the ball you should be good <laughs> jokes on you idiot um yeah <laughs> that's what's yours what's your mr universe skill uh, 2022. Wait, is it Mister? Because I, I mean, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change it. I grew up with a lot of girl, uh, female cousins, and so I have a lot of, um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of skills that most young boys at like age five wouldn't have. That's right. I actually was very good at twirling baton. Hell yeah! yeah. You need. You, I think in an emergency scenario, like where who's, who can twirl a baton? Yeah. This plane's going down. <laughs> we need two guys. We need someone to spin a basketball. We need a twirler. Yeah. And we're like, oh, thank God. Here we are, Spirit yeah. Airlines. Um, uh-huh. I can't drive a stick shift, but I I can twirl a baton. I can twirl a baton <laughs> like a motherfucker. I can twirl the shit out of there. Um, I don't know if I still can, but I think it's like riding a bike. I think I probably still could. Uh-huh. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah. If you play your cards right. Yeah. Just doing a twirl. I think it's a euphemism <laughs> at this point. They just... <laughs> You twirling, you twirling batons these days? The, <laughs> the last question is, do you suffer from moderate to severe joint pain? Plaque psoriasis? No, um, joint pain. Uh, I used to suffer from moderate to severe joint pain, and then I got Aleve. Aleve, promo code FASTFRIENDS. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, not particularly, I'm just getting older. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I remember in high school at that particular party, I fell asleep on an ottoman, and I woke up at 7 a.m., and I went to Wendy's feeling chipper. Yeah. And then I think last night I fell asleep, and I used a different pillow, like a tempur pillow, and my neck's been all cramped up. I'm like, I just used the wrong pillow last night. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's about it. That's the extent of it. And I tried to play basketball um, at these courts down in Santa Monica, um, which apparently like Adam Sandler plays at these courts and stuff. But I tried to play. I went up. I drove the lane, landed maybe got half of a like like two inches off the ground and uh, my knee was just like you can't be doing that yeah that's it yeah (laughs) i'd like to tell you that that gets easier with age but it doesn't no 
fucked up. I get out yeah, of bed like the grandpa from Willy Wonka, like, but every morning. Been in here for 20 years. <laughs> it's great. Charlie. It's like I get yeah. no sleep, but I, I still lay in bed. And then like I wake up and I'm just like, I stand up like that. And it's, I, I'm like fucking Pinocchio yeah. when his strings are cut off. Uh huh. Like a baby giraffe yeah. out of the womb. That'll it's be rough. good. It's rough. So yeah, I do <laughs> suffer from moderate to severe joint pain, and um, luckily I watch uh, a lot of like everybody loves Raymond in syndication. So there are a lot of commercials mm. that want to help me with my severe. Yeah, moderate. It's to a severe lot of like pain. Gay. Yeah. 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 Shaq. Shaq's icy yeah. hot. Yeah, he's in every commercial. You're like I need the general insurance. I need some icy hot, and I need whatever the hell else he's selling. Shaq. Wasn't he on a? He had a Shaqaroni at. Uh, Papa John's too. Did have shakaroni. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that great. <laughs> this is this is the moment of truth. This is the friend request. This is like the build. Whoa, this is where we're all yeah. This is all the steaks are on the line, not actual steaks like that you eat. Um, but uh, at, in the vein of Facebook, um, mm. Maddie Conigan, Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request based on the time that we spent together. Would you confirm or delete the friend request? I wouldn't delete it. That's for sure. Um, I'm not a heartless fool. It's a good start. Um, but I would look at it and I would say, how much does this guy post on Facebook? Do I even go on Facebook? And I would hit confirm right away. But I would but I would think about it. Like, Why am I on Facebook? That's what I would think first because I yeah. haven't been on there in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but that, after I think that, I would say, what a friendly, familiar face, a kind Cincinnati man. I will gladly confirm that friend request. That is, You're such a sweetheart. Even though you've left the Midwest... You took the sweetheart with you to the West Coast. That's good. Have you ever been denied a friend request on this program? I haven't. No. Um, no. I should have been the first. You should have. Golden opportunity. You should have. That's on me. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> um, if you're listening, we want to hear from you. Hit us up with ideas for the first time that Maddie and I hang out now that we're friends. It's going to be in Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, so I'll need to wear SPF 5000. Um, Big time. Yeah, you can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. Or TikTok, mm-hmm. if you want to follow Maddie, I don't really know how to do anything. You can also text the podcast at 872-267-2735. Maddie, tell people where they can follow and find you. Yeah. Um, it's at uh, – well, you got my address here. Should I drop my address yeah, in here? Yeah, my postal? yeah. The, um, no, my uh, username is um, at Conajam, C-O-N-A-J-A-M. And, yeah, that's it. And that's it. And that's all. It's on Twitter. TikTok, Instagram, MySpace, all the big ones, all the heavies. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at, and that's where I'm embarrassing myself and, and really just milking the shit out of the one impression I can do. So if you want to quickly get <laughs> annoyed by it, be my guest. Love it. That's where I'll be. But thanks so much for having me on, dude. It was also just great to see you. It's uh, yeah. I miss kind of our water cooler conversations and secretly talking shit about the agency life. and then, Yeah. Getting back to the day to day. It also was a vodka cooler. That is true. We did have a, a wide open beer fridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wasn't that bad, I guess. No, no, <laughs> Not a lot of stuff getting done, but it was worth it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. This is great. I'll talk to you soon, Logan. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.